and you're feeling all alone only you to hold your own no one there to help you only there to hold you down so stop don't beat up yourself cause it's everyone else so don't look down look up Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome to season two of Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, John Morris, and I hope you're doing great wherever you are in the world today. Now, if you've never seen this show before, this is really, really different. As we know around the world, you know, teenagers and parents seem to have this disconnect. They just don't seem to understand each other, you know, and, and they, they really, really just struggle more often than not. This show is designed specifically to help parents and teenagers to sit down together and actually be able to talk about some of those things that they're struggling with on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's also, you know, to create that opportunity because sometimes creating that space can be really, really difficult. But this, folks, would not be possible, of course, without a co-host because it's, it's you know, tremendous amount of fun when you've got a co-host or someone to bounce off of. Plus, it means you don't need to listen to me for an hour. Um, and therefore, it gives me a great deal of pleasure to welcome my brand new co-host to season two, the awesome Jojo, who is a mother herself, knows firsthand the battles that many parents have faced. So, Joe, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm so excited. I'm doing wonderful. I'm so excited. We've been talking about this for some time now, and so it's finally here. It is finally here indeed. I am uh, I'm really excited about it, and, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a tremendous amount of fun. I think there's, you know, that the topics are endless. So, folks, obviously, when you're watching this, you know, do uh, write in, do give you comments and all that kind of stuff, because at the end of the day, you will think of topics and stuff that Joe and I haven't thought of. Um, and we want to be of the best service that we possibly can be. So absolutely. Joe, what's on your mind? What, what do you want to lead in with? I normally lead these shows. So you, you go ahead with topic number one and let's see where we end up. Okay, well, let's see. I think topic number one, especially in today's world, needs to be um, children dealing with anxiety and how us as parents need to approach that with helping them get through that anxiety. Definitely. I think that's a really good one, uh, you know, to talk about because anxiety is something that that I have seen personally. It is something that um, I've seen with teenagers all over the world. And the, the crazy thing is, literally an hour ago before we, we jumped upon this, I was in a meeting with a, a friend of mine having this exact same conversation. Joe, would you say anxiety is probably one of the most common mental health issues that teenagers are facing nowadays? I do, I do, and I know. I can say positively, everybody deals with anxiety at one point in time in their life and how the, the people who love them and surround them help them deal with it. That makes a world, a world of difference. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And I think the thing, you know, because we also want to give you guys and girls, you know, tips and areas that 
a lot of people will not talk about and you know so we, we don't really you know miss the mark your first thing you need to know is you're not born with anxiety okay anxiety is something we develop and it's usually because of a fear of the past or a fear of the future fear of what could be or fear of what has been and what tends to happen is it starts out as a small thing so people will experience a situation in their life, whether it be socially, whether or not it be economically, whatever it is, and they get terrified and that really spooks them. And then the next time it develops a little bit more, a little bit more, and then before they know it, they actually become paralyzed by this. So anxiety is not going to be found as an answer by taking pills. The only place to find the answer is actually in your mind uh, because that's where the root of it begins. Um, and, and I, I don't know about you, Joe, but I find with people, whenever I talk to them and we talk about anxiety or, or any one of the mental health issues, with the exception of depression, um, you know, a, a lot of the time they've gone to doctors who have prescribed the medication and it just numbs them inside, but it never deals with the actual issue, which I always find absolutely amazing. You're exactly right. And me being um, that happening to myself at one point in time, right. and it was actually when I was a teenager. And the medicine, I literally felt like a little walking zombie yeah. just going yeah. around. And it, like you said, it numbs what's truly going on inside your mind. And that's not necessarily the answer. Very rarely is that actually mm -hmm. the answer um, yeah. with dealing yeah. with that problem. See, the, the, for me, you know, when, when you get to that stage of taking pills and, and you've got to be pilled up, it's actually almost as a last resort. And the, the fastest way, believe it or not, folks, to deal with your anxiety is to start taking charge of it, start taking control of it, realize if it starts in the mind, it has to be treated in the mind. Um, you know, my friend, her daughter is, you know, basically being pilled up at the moment and, and being made to be numb more than anything else. That ain't solving the issue. That's actually stopping you from feeling, doing what your brain is actually designed to do. Your brain is healthy. Um, but the trouble is no one takes the time to actually learn how this body works. When you, when you realize that, you know, how it works is really simple, um, it, it actually breaks things down a lot. So the first thing I would say with anyone dealing with anxiety is you got to mind your mind. You got to be careful of what you listen to, who you surround yourself with, what you're intaking, as in what you're drinking, what you're eating, what you're watching, listening to, reading, um, and also be aware of what you're thinking as well. And uh, be, before you know it, you know, and, and I can speak to this as Joe can, you know, your mind will heal itself. Um, but it's really important that you do take steps because otherwise it can lead on to other things like bipolar, schizophrenia, PTSD, BPD, all of that kind of stuff. It only gets worse if you don't deal with it. So it's really important. Joe, have you anything to add to that? You just blew my mind because <laughs> I wasn't aware that it would lead or it could lead to like mm -hmm. schizophrenia and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And that's mind blowing in itself. So it just shows how powerful our mind is very, for one very. and how we can control that. It takes mm -hmm. a lot of work in the front end, but it definitely makes your life a lot smoother and your day to day life go better if you take that initiative and that step to get control of it early rather than later definitely Absolutely. and we have to explain that to our children mm -hmm. because they're not taught that in no. school and most of their learning comes from school and us parents and so we have to take it on as parents to properly approach that mm -hmm. um don't do it in a nagging way <laughs> do it in a loving way and 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 lead by example 
Very much so. And, and you know, you, I mean, you said a mouthful there, you know, that the school system, um, it used to be that people would go to school to gain an overview education so as you could go out in, in, into the workplace and gain a job. Um, now they're still trying to teach that mentality and that model. Well, you know, again, all of these issues that teenagers and kids are facing right now, I think a lot of time it's actually missing really what needs to be taught within, uh, with, you know, obviously with, with kids and teenagers. Um, and it's okay to question these things. That That's a whole other topic for a whole other time, uh, for, 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 for sure, uh, regarding the school system. Um, but it's true. So, so to follow what Joe was just saying, just to give you guys an idea, the way that, you know, your mental health works um, very, very foundationally and simply is if you imagine it almost like the palm of my hand, it starts out flat. It starts out you know, working fine and everything. Then you maybe have a bad day as a child where you get scared and it creates maybe a tiny micro chasm kind of just, just little split, you know, you, you just a little bit afraid, maybe it's a spider or you're afraid of, you know, whatever it might be. Um, and then what happens is that happens again and again and again, and that, that gap gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So eventually, and I can speak from personal experience because my mother used to scream the house down when she saw spiders, which naturally projected fear onto me because as a child, you're learning all these things. So the weird thing is, uh, and it works exactly the same with the more severe mental health issues. So you have a little bit of anxiety, which then breaks apart. If it's, if it's not dealt with properly, this is what's happening to your personality. It breaks apart a little bit and then a little bit more. And then eventually it can lead to borderline personality disorders. And if, again, if you're refusing to take action and actually do something about it, that anger, that anxiety continues to build and mold and manifest like the snowball rolling downhill it then can lead into uh, uh, borderline personality disorder, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, because you are literally stressing your brain out so much, which then can lead into schizophrenia and, um, and, uh, and to schizophrenia. And then it can lead into other things as well. So it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So do you see that by you know, putting your head in the sand, folks, it doesn't help. It really doesn't. It's better actually to, uh, to kind of confront it straight on because it can't hurt you. All it is, is a thought. That's all it is. You know, people suffer their memory or their imagination. And I get that. But at the same point, it's like, it can't, it can't physically hurt you. Um, so sometimes it's better to observe those thoughts. So that, that was a, that was a little side thought there. <laughs> Just what was in my mind. Love it. Love it. But it's so true. So true. So yes. Yeah. Very much so. Joe, you know, one of the things obviously th that follows on from what we're talking about here, uh, and this is something that you and I talked about, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, is, is kind of the feeling of being alone. Uh, a lot of people now, particularly teenagers, seem to really struggle with feeling uh, alone. And it can be very, very lonely, obviously, if, if you are battling anxiety or a mental health issue or even a physical health issue. Um, what are your thoughts regarding, you know, the teenagers? And even, in fact, let, let's branch it out, people in general feeling alone uh, in, in our day and age. Wow. There's so many directions to go with that one. Um, <laughs> that's a big one. And you're right. We did talk about the other day on that topic because it's not just teenagers that that feel that way it's parents and and everything especially with everything going on in the world today it just amplifies that um so a lot of times kids are relying on we'll say social media um to get that loneliness void field and when someone doesn't like or something something that they post then it truly it scars them emotionally for one and then they go to school 
and say that, you know, there's clicks here, clicks there, and you don't necessarily fit in it, it just automatically causes all these questions in their mind and it can really lead to something that's a very major problem. And so we need to, to stress to our children, it's okay that you're really not alone, that people love you, but two, it's okay to not fit in with everybody because it's good to be unique. You don't wanna be the same as everybody. And that's something that you really have to stress to your children to be comfortable in their own skin. I think that's I think that's really important to, to be able to say because again, you know, you, you see it more and more now in the school system that people's or children and teenagers unique gifts, you know, because they don't fit into the mold of, of what society says is, you know, good or bad or whatever. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's often squashed a, a lot of the time. And you kind of think you know, guys, you know, actually it should be something that's celebrated because those unique gifts often lead into your very purpose for, for being, you know, where you find that as a child that you enjoy writing or drawing or painting or whatever it might be. And you find actually that that's the very thing later on in life that you were put here for. I think to, to add to what Joe was saying, you know, one of the things I noticed that, you know, I, I suppose from a spiritual aspect is, uh, you know, that oftentimes people have forgotten who they are. They just believe themselves to be a human being here. I've shown up, you know, here I am in this form and you're expected to know everything. Um, and, you know, the, the way that I can look at it is if, if, you know, if everything's divine and everything, you know, is, is you know, you, you've got an amazing eternal substance to you that, leads you and, and guides you and all that great stuff that makes you who you are you know it's then almost impossible in some ways to feel lonely because you know you, you've got that inner knowledge inside you but for a teenager that's going through that you know you may have all the spiritual knowledge that you want but when you are trying to fit into a group of people you know it can be really really difficult so the, one of the things I would say is you know look around for people who share the same you know, kind of enjoyments that you do, because they are out there, you know, we are social beings, and you can see it in school all the time, you've got the heavy rockers, you've got, you know, uh, people from different ethnicities that hang together, you've got, you know, the, the literary group people, you got the nerds, you got the dorks, you got, you know, whatever else is out there, you know, that, that's completely politically incorrect in 2022, you know, bear with me folks, because, you know, I'm, I'm bringing it from, you know, a, a while back. Um, but that's the reality. You've always got these people and they always exist. It's just a case sometimes of finding them and, and taking that, you know, approach to, uh, you know, to, to, to build things up. Some little thoughts. Absolutely. And you're not meant to fit in with everybody. No. There's not enough time in the day to, to spend with everybody. And, you know, my favorite thing to say is you are the top five people that you surround yourself mm. with. And if you teach your children that early, it will just play a major role in their lives and the direction that they go with their friends. And yeah. it takes a lot of stress off of you as a parent too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but it's, it's so true though, because you know, how many times, you know, do, do you want, obviously everybody wants the best for the children. But there are some times that you look around and when I was a youth minister, um, I would look around at some of the kids and some of the company that they were keeping. And I'm like, oh, 
And uh, you, you can almost project, it is actually possible for us to tell the future because you can project what somebody is going to do if they continue down this line of thinking and, and with these people. Um, so absolutely, you know, I, I think sometimes it's better to be alone than it is to be with the wrong people. Mm, you're, it, that, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that one. That is a fact. <laughs> But it can be difficult sometimes, you know, finding those people because you're like, am I the only one that thinks like this and acts like this and does this? Um, I can honestly tell you, folks, trust me, you're not. You know, it, it is physically impossible for you to be that only person because I, I used to feel like that, like I was the only person on the planet that thought like this. And then little by little, you start realizing, oh, wait, there's more people that think like this. So absolutely, absolutely. But it takes dropping that old habit to make room for the new and the new people. So you have to remove those people from your life to make room for the proper Definitely. ones. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, just, just you know, to, to add to that, you know, it's um, it takes a great deal of courage sometimes to be willing to, to let those things go. And that's why I always try to enforce, whether it's a teenager or an adult, you know, have a mind that's open to everything and attached to nothing. Because trust me, six years down the line when you're done with high school or three years down the line when you're done with college, you know, you aren't going to be around the same people. You're always in transition. Your people are going to transition as well. And that's the way it's really meant to be. Yes, yes. that's powerful. But yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but especially for children, yeah. it's hard to wrap their brain around it because a lot of times they're too busy listening to the noise mm -hmm. and the peer pressure from those around them um, that they spend our children spend more of their time with other people than they do us as parents at home and so that's why it's so important that when you're at home with your children to spend that time teaching and grooming them and really listening to what their problem is not trying to project your own problems onto them. Definitely, absolutely. And, and that is really important because, you know, kids are going through a number of scenarios and enough scenarios by themselves without, you know, having to take on the baggage and expectations of parents. Um, you know, and, 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 and you're absolutely right, Joe. I mean, you know, people forget that their children spend more time, you know, at school or, you know, different groups nowadays. Um, there are some parents that very rarely see their children because of all the activities that's going on. And I think gone um, probably shouldn't be, but from society, it seems to be that gone are the days where you would sit down with them, you know, and enjoy a meal together. Um, you know, and that was the time where you would get to know your children, you would talk, you would uh, interact and socialize and everything. But that seems now to be a thing of the past because we're all eating at different times. Um, and that's, that is, I think, one of the biggest issues for parents in terms of knowing what's going on with their children and, and finding that way to communicate. Mm, absolutely right. And very rarely can my daughter and I sit down and eat together with how busy wow. our lives are. Mm -hmm. But I tell you, the most important time for us is bedtime. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter how old she is. I'm still going to sit there and read to her, talk to her. Yeah. Doesn't matter how late. We're going to spend at least 30 minutes on it. Yeah. Um, but two, get your child involved in what you have going on. So mm -hmm. they feel like that their opinion and word matters 
And then that helps them when they're dealing with their friends, their teachers and all of that. Cause teachers aren't always correct. Yeah. Friends are not always correct. And they need to realize their opinion is important no matter how old you are. I think that's really important. And that's great that, that you and your daughter, you know, you, you set aside that time. So you know that, okay, we're really, really busy during meal times and things, but you're still like, I'm going to read to it. We're going to have that time together. Um, you know, kudos to you, because that's a really big thing, because a lot of people uh, <laughs> just say, guys, plunk yourself in front of the internet, plunk yourself in front of the TV, and uh, and that's where your education will come from. Um, but absolutely, you know, it's, it's I think it's, it's really powerful when you can get involved with what your child is getting on with, but equally when they can get involved with what you uh, are doing as well. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've known in my own life, you know, certain family members just expect, you know, you to be interested in what they do. And it works both ways, you know, that you've got to be willing to, uh, you know, to spend that time with your child as well. So really, really powerful stuff there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, mm. I love it. I love it. Heck, this is helping me today. <laughs> <laughs> These conversations always help, which is really, really great fun. You know, you've got the first-hand experience, you know, of having a daughter. I worked with teenagers for close to 20 years. So between us, as I was saying last night, you know, between us, we should be able to put together something that's really helpful for folks. Right, right. And you have to approach your child on what level they're on. That mm. is so important. Yeah. And so... For example, my daughter, Maddie, is a little bit further along than most, um, so her mindset's different. So I don't sit there and talk to her like she's a child. I talk to her like she is an adult, mm -hmm. and that is so important because then she expects others to do that as well, and she sets that expectation for herself and everyone around her. I think that's, I, and that is a really great point because that was one of the things I've never been comfortable with, you know, and I know there are some people that are great with this, you know, the, the, the baby cooing noises and, and everything and, and talking down to children. The crazy thing is I was always able to talk to children about a subject. It didn't matter what age they were, whether they were six or whether they were 16 or 26. You know, and it was always in the same way. And I never really figured out, I never, you know, stopped and thought, oh, you know, why does this work? But I would always use humor with it as well, whatever it was that we're talking. And it's knowing, as, as you rightly said, Joe, that sometimes you can go much further with someone who's much further along than you can with someone that's just on the fringes. Um, and, uh, and, I, and I think it's important, you know, that they are, they are little people, you know, that they are little human beings that have the amazing ability to understand and to grasp. And I think oftentimes they have that ability a lot more than what the older generation gives them credit for, um, which, which I always found really interesting. Right, and we, we have to stop ourselves and think, mm -hmm. where was I at that age? Yeah. And how was my parents talking to me? And what did I think about how they were talking to me? But if we take that step back, we can always realize that was not how I would have preferred it. And then we need to switch it to how, how we would have necessarily preferred. I, I completely agree. And, and there are other times, folks, you know, where, you know, parents and adults want to tell you too much. And, uh, you know, again, you, you know, I mean, you, you do that and you're going to end up with your child in therapy. Uh, you know, you, you sometimes need to, to really rein it in. So you've got to figure out what they're comfortable with and not just do it because it feels right to you. 
um, or, or make sense to you? Because sometimes it can be a little bit too much to, to take on board. Right. Yeah, 100%. We don't want to traumatize our children. Um, we want to uplift them and encourage them and guide them in the right way. And as parents, you have, I feel like everybody has it built into them. They know what that level is mm. if you just really pay attention. And that's the key is paying attention to your children, Definitely. putting the phone down or whatever, turning the TV off and just having a conversation and figuring out where your child's at. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that is so fundamentally key. Is there anything else that you want to add before we move on in this mm -hmm. uh, in this segment? I, I think I'm okay on this one. Now, you know me, something might pop up in just a little bit. So, <laughs> And that's a really cool thing because this is completely unscripted. So, you know, what you're getting is Joe and my, you know, honest feelings and honest reactions uh, about, you know, our own experiences and things. Uh, which hopefully will help you guys as well. So it's really, really good. Joe, what have you got next on your list? You know, the thing that's really sticking out to me is the peer pressure. Mm. Um, and yes. that is such a huge issue, a huge issue. And a lot of it is you have to instill in your child to set the standards and expectations, to know what is right and what's wrong, and to not let every, anybody sway, no matter how that person might feel about them afterwards. So then they have to be confident in themselves. But I even had a, a sense of concern just yesterday with my daughter hanging out with a bunch of, bunch of kids. And I'm just like, oh, remember, you do what you know is right. You know, <laughs> so you always have to be mindful and remind them as well. Just don't remind them too much <laughs> yeah definitely definitely you don't want to be a <laughs> no, because that breaks down the relationship and it breaks down you know any forms of communication as well you know peer pressure is is one of the things that it, it, it's always been around and one of the areas that i've found teenagers in fact pretty much the majority of people in one form or another is, is the, the peer pressure of judgments. So for example, a person walks into the room and they may say, oh, well, isn't that person beautiful? Wow, she looks amazing. Um, equally, same scenario, same group of people, another person may walk into the room and my man, isn't she ugly? Isn't she fat? Isn't he ugly? Isn't he fat? I want to clear this up you know, for, for you guys, folks, because um, it's, it's a really simple thing. What you're comparing is genetics, and uh, basically the structure of somebody else. You're comparing somebody's genes, um, as in your inner cells and your cellular structure. That's what you're saying mm. when you're saying, oh, isn't that person ugly? Isn't that, right, okay. Um, if you wanna compare something, compare about how you are on the inside, because guess what? The, the outside will fail. It will end up sagging. It will end up looking miserable. You know, but if you're wanting to really, really, and I think this is starting, I hope at least, to happen more and more, and hopefully it is going to happen more and more, where people become aware of this, because I know there's a, a big movement for uplifting people now. Um, it is going to take time because the world has been conditioned to a very negative way of thinking. Um, but, uh, but that's basically, you know, when you say he's ugly, she's ugly, that's what you're comparing yourself to. You know, the, the cellular structure and the genetics. Folks, you can't do anything about that. 
you are who you are and that's who you're meant to be. <laughs> that's something that I really want to make sure that I got into to today's show because I think it's so important um, when people are comparing themselves to other people. Yes, yes. And Lord knows we've all tried to change our, our genetics at some point, but we've all pretty much failed it at one point or in another. But you have to remember too that whatever someone says they're ugly, they're pretty, that's just their opinion. Yeah. And everybody has an opinion and everybody has a different view on what's pretty and what's ugly. Um, but two, again, just like you said, you have to look on the inside mm. because a person might be ugly on the outside, but just have the most beautiful spirit mm -hmm. and character. And then that's going to bring out the beauty in yeah. them every single time. And that's so important. You know, the, the crazy thing is, you know, that a lot of people that are making those claims and saying, you know, well, he's ugly, she's ugly. That's not a, you know, was a, a situation doesn't reveal a, or a situation doesn't, you know, present a person, it reveals them. And uh, the person that's turning around and saying those kind of things is expressing how disastrously ugly they are on the inside, you know, and it's a reflection on them. Um, so be very, very aware as to, you know, what people are saying, how they're saying it, and be very aware, to, I suppose, to get back on point, you know, of the the uh, the amount of peer pressure to to do that and to be strong enough in your own character to say actually no that's not the behavior that I want to have but again that comes back to you it all comes back to you um, and and being okay to say you know what I'm I'm not accepting this at all and it's hard because kids are mean yeah adults are mean it's it seems like the the thought of kindness has gone away mm. and if you don't quite share another person's view or likes they can be very hurtful oh yeah and so you have to teach your child nobody else's opinion matters sometimes not even moms mm -hmm. because i could be wrong my daughter quite frequently shows me how I was incorrect. And I don't get mad at that. I encourage that mm. because she's standing up for what she knows. And as long as everything's handled in the proper way, it's not a bad thing to do, yeah. but you have to teach them to handle everything in the proper way. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, folks, you know, we're not, we're not saying here, you know, you, you follow all this blueprint and everything's going to be rosy because it isn't, there's going to be times when, you know, you, you think, you, you know, you go down the path that you know that you don't want to go down. Uh, you get caught up in the emotion, you get in, you know, and, and it happens, you know, but it's, it's being aware of it when it happens. It's not beating yourself up. It's saying, okay, you know, that was a moment in time. That was a decision I made move on. And it literally is that simple, you know, but again, don't allow yourself to be conditioned and believe, well, I made a bad decision. So therefore my entire life is ruined. You know, it, it's only happening that if you continue <laughs> to make those bad decisions, but it's, it's really important as Joe was saying to, uh, to have enough strength in your own character and it takes time. It does. And it comes with maturity. Don't expect to get it all like that. If you do great. But it, it, it does take time for sure to, uh, to, to, to build upon that for, for, for your own life. It literally starts at the beginning of each day, reminding your child of that. But two, this is so important. 
how the first five minutes that you you and your child start your day is going to determine how their day goes mm. so when you wake up your child don't go in there flip on the light yell at them get out of bed go tickle them love on them sing them a song make them laugh and that truly helps and that actually boost their spirit for that mm. day and so when they get attacked because they're going to attacked emotionally sometimes physically hope not but it does happen they are able and in a better ma mindset to approach it how it needs to be handled but it takes constantly reminding them of how they should at least once a day starting from the get-go um like i said i've never talked to maddie like she was a child and even if she didn't understand what i was saying she was still hearing it yeah and so when yeah. she did understand she was like oh i understand now but she had still heard it so many times it's okay yeah and and, and that is i mean it's so important you know and, and also how you project onto your children is a really big thing you know there, there was a story that i was um researching for for one of my psychology essays and um you know, it, it was of a, a, two children's first day at school. And one of them, you know, children goes in kicking and screaming, shouting and bawling, really frantic, really anxious, everything there. The other one goes in and they can't wait to go to school. And uh, basically the person who was writing this book had said, well, what was the difference between the two? So we actually spoke to the two fathers. And uh, apparently one of the, the, the one that was kicking, screaming, shouting, bawling had told his child, you know, that's what happened on my first day of school. You know, you're going to get your head flushed down the toilet. You're going to get this, you're going to get that. And that's what was projected onto the child. So naturally the child's going to be terrified. The other, the, the other child that was, you know, really calm and relaxed and everything was just like, he'd been told, you know, school was one of the best places that I ever went. I met people like me. I had tremendous amount of fun. I played games, you know, and it makes such a big difference. You know, I, I think parents sometimes forget and, and even grandparents and, and the immediate family forget how much they actually condition and project upon their children, um, you know, in every single day life. And I mean, let's face it, you know, the, it, it can be difficult because there are a lot of pressures, obviously, on parents. Um, and oftentimes they're just trying to get them, you know, from A to B and, and you know, not lose their mind with them uh, sometimes. But again, that's more reflection on what's going on in your life. You, you build your life, uh, each and every single day. Um, so you gotta be careful obviously as to what you build into it. But I, I found that a really interesting, uh, study, you know, just the, the differences of how that mindset and what you project upon your children, as Joe was saying, you know, it really makes a difference, not just on, on day one, but also what they're like when they go to school, college, university, work, it changes their entire attitude, one thing. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so powerful. And like you said, sometimes we're just trying to get them here, there, because maybe we're running late or whatever, but we have to stop and say, this is our main responsibility as a parent is to make sure that we raise our child properly. I don't care if we're running late, so on and so forth. We accepted this responsibility when this child arrived mm -hmm. into this world. And that is the number one priority. Yeah. And that's what you have to remind yourself as parents because you do get caught up in everyday life, um, but you just have to take a step back. 
always take a step back and analyze your priorities as a parent. I think that's really important as well. And, uh, you know, absolutely. Sometimes it, it does just take that self-reflection to, uh, to see what's actually going on in my life. You know, if, if we haven't got time to sit down together or spend some time together somewhere, then that needs to be addressed. You know, really, really does. Yes, 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 yes. I love it. I feel like people are learning something today or, you know, just saying, hey, I can relate to that. Um, so I'm excited. <laughs> Mm, I really I know so. Oh, I know so. I now I tell y'all, I learn from John every day. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm so thankful to be able to do this with you. Um I think we have one more topic. What is it? Do you we know? do. It's uh, it actually follows on really really well from what we've been talking about and it's how our lives are created. Here's the crazy thing. Our lives are actually created by our thoughts. Now people look at you like how the heck does a thought create my life well get this every decision that you've ever made every choice that you've ever thought or haven't thought you know chosen to do or, or chosen to go away from has actually brought you to the exact place where you are right now so the way that it works it takes 0 0.009 of a millisecond to go from thinking something to actually doing it literally faster than i can do that um and it's it's amazing because you think it you then feel you get emotional about it, you have an intention to do something about it, and then you act upon it. And there is nothing in our world that hasn't, or that, that has been seen, done, built, uh, heard, said, whatever, um, that didn't start from a thought. So what I would suggest, uh, you know, and, and I work with people to, you know, teaching this exact same thing, is be very, very careful on how you use your thoughts, but more importantly, on how your children are using their thoughts and what kind of things that they're doing, because it is, pos it is possible, as I said earlier on, to predict the future. If someone, for example, and we had a guest on several months ago on a previous show that I was doing, uh, who's now a grandfather, was talking about the plug sockets and their grandchildren were playing around the plug sockets. Um, and he was saying, you know, don't play around with that plug socket because you're going to get electrocuted. Well, you know, they got a spark from the plug socket. You can predict the future. <laughs> Um, it was a bizarre story. It's up on YouTube. Um, yeah, knowing the person well, I know exactly <laughs> that it's true. Um, but it's true, you know, it's, it, again, it's like playing with the hot iron. Don't play with the hot iron, you know, because you can predict if they play with the hot iron, they're going to burn themselves. Um, so using your thoughts is really, really important. And obviously, when that, that you can monitor that as a parent by what a parent or by what a child is, is saying, what they're watching, what they're doing. They, those are some really, really good indicators as to where their head is at right now. Joe, what do you think? Oh my goodness, yes. I'm just sitting here like, oh. <laughs> um, constantly, all the time, I correct my daughter. The way she approaches different subjects and just the words that are coming out of her mouth. Mm. So I can't is not allowed in my house yeah. um the word no in certain aspects is not allowed in my house now but you of course to that note you want to teach them to say no when it's proper yeah. <laughs> yes. so, let me add that in um, <laughs> but this isn't say, yes man we want to make that very very clear <laughs> yes. um but the way that your child views themselves is going to come out in their words yeah and then whether 
whether it's true or not, it's eventually going to, I've noticed with my daughter, 10 years now of correcting, now if she hears me say something, mm-hmm. she corrects myself. And then she corrects her friends and so on and so forth. And so making sure that your child is thinking and speaking properly, not correct grammar, but (laughs) is so important. So important to their confidence, their future, and just their entire future, honestly. Absolutely, because because that was something that we teach on a lot, um, you know, and, and it is really important. It's a fundamental teaching that, again, doesn't get taught is be very, very much aware. And, and this is not just for teenagers, but for parents, for everybody that's watching this. Be very much aware on how you speak about yourself. You know, as Joe was saying, fundamental thing, a lot of negative talk. You're affirming what you believe about yourself. So we've had it before where teenage girls, teenage guys had uh, been on the course with us and they'd said, you know, well, they believe that they're ugly and they believe that they're this and they believe that they're that because they are comparing themselves either in school or obviously to their favorite celebrity or, or whoever it might be. And when you say those things, again, the more you say them, the more you're going to start believing them about yourself. So be very, very careful and aware on how you talk about yourself, because it will have a massive impact on your confidence. Uh, there was a thing that we did in season one, and I did this actually with both uh, show hosts. It's, it's a tremendous activity to do. If you want to build somebody up, it takes you know maybe 10 or 15 seconds. If you want to rip somebody down, it takes only you know literally five seconds. And all you need to do is, is sit there talking and be saying to them, you know, well, you're fat, you're ugly, you're miserable, you're, you know, no one likes you, everything that's negative there. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, we had a show host nearly cry. Uh, We had a show host that nearly cried because doing this experiment, which they wanted to do, by the way. But then, you know, when you do it the opposite way of saying, you know, you're amazing, you're beautiful, you're powerful, you're strong, you know, you're all of these things. um, It can change a person's mindset and belief like that, all by the way that you talk about yourself and all all by the way, really, then you you affirm yourself and you believe about yourself. So your words are really important and it does condition your life in a humongous way. So true. And you've done that with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do that with everyone, to be fair. It, it's, it's, it's fabulous. Now, let me clarify, he did not break me down. I was very upset. and he, You're already there. <laughs> I was already there. There was no need to break down. Um, and so he just literally 15 seconds, my entire mindset and attitude changed. And now I can use it on my daughter or whoever that I want to lift up. Don't do it to break people down. <laughs> no. but, but but. It, it's a really powerful thing to show when, you know, because a lot of the time we allow our external world to really impact us, you know, internally and what, And it's harder, obviously, for for younger kids, but it's, I'm choosing my words carefully. It's important, I think, to instill in them to have that inner kind of core that's protected, that you can observe a situation, but you're not necessarily going to be, you know, um, impacted by it all the time. Some things are very, very difficult not to get upset about. Um, You know, as we were saying, you know, when when someone's being mean and horrible to you or the loss of a loved one or, or whatever that might be, you know, but it's how far you let that impact you that that's what you need to be aware of. Um, but yeah, absolutely. You know, when uh, 
when when you have those people that are tearing you down, and this is what Joe and I were talking about in the last segment, you know, that is going to have a negative, you know, impact on you. But imagine if they did the opposite way when they were like, no, she's beautiful. She's strong. Look at all the things that you're amazing at. Look at all that you can actually do. Um, you know, it was one of the things that I learned about myself. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, that's simple. You know, and we make it sound really simple, but actually it is. It's the society that complicates things more than anything else. Absolutely. And something as well that uh, that you and I talk about often, um, when you are talking about yourself, always make sure that it is followed with a positive. Yeah. Always, always, always. Um, and so now each day I have my daughter to do that. I am beautiful. I am mm. creative, yep. so on and yep. so forth. And she'll do it for, you know, about a minute, two minutes, but then it completely changes her way of thinking and yep. her confidence just grows instantly. See, the, the whole thing is, you know, uh, and this goes back all the way through time. When you say the words, I am, it is a uh, more of a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual phrase. Um, and again, we're not going to get freaky deaky do on you guys. You don't need to worry about that. You can tell we're very, very laid back in the way we talk. Um, uh, but, but it is a more spiritual thing. And you are affirming that core inside you, uh, whatever you believe about yourself. So when you say, I am not, or I have not, that's actually what you are believing about yourself. And that's what you attract into your life. Like Joe was saying there with her daughter, you know, when you say, I am beautiful, I am strong, I am a genius, which is one that uh, Joe and I, we've, we've talked about a lot, you know, and I, and I mean that in, in every sense of the word, because if, you know, if, if you want to be somebody who is really mentally gifted and you want to write great novels or you want to do self-help or you want to fill in the blank, um, you know, words like you're not smart you're not intelligent they're going to bring you down and it will really limit you a lot so only be very very careful about this and you probably think guys okay these guys are flying off a different planet um but it is very very true and you can observe it in your own life when you see you know these things make sure you follow it up with a positive it is really really vital and i believe you may have froze there we go. Two different parts of the world, people. <laughs> well, we've got a storm that's blowing over here as well, so that's why our signal's out a little bit. Mm, yes, it's snowing here again. Oh, I'm like, wow. Oh. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, but to piggyback off of what you said, and I'm pretty sure I heard it properly. Again, we're not crazy. <laughs> but when I want to add the way you respond to people when they say those about you is very important. And um, now often I will tell John, that's a genius idea. You're a genius. He didn't go, Oh no. He goes, I know. <laughs> and so now I'm just like, yeah, I'm a genius too. Just so you know. <laughs> well, that's a, that's conditioned that when someone pays them a compliment, they're meant to negate it and they're meant to say, Hang on, I think we froze. There we go, we're back. Um, but the, they're meant to see and they're meant to negate it and say, oh, well, you know, I'm not this, I'm not that. But actually, it's like, no, wait. Yes, I am. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's not done out of arrogance. It's not done out of anything else. But it's, it's done because I know in myself 
who I am and what I'm looking at doing and who I, you know, who I'm, who I'm being. Um, so, you know, never feel that by, you know, putting yourself down or saying, well, no, it's not really that good. It's not really this, that you're actually benefiting anyone because all you're doing is fitting in with that level of thinking. And, uh, and personally, I grew tired of that level of thinking. And now, you know, with in-laws and with extended family, I, I encourage them on how to watch what they're saying about themselves as well, because it all snowballs. You know, that's the thing. Every new discipline affects the other. So when you're talking about yourself really positively, it's going to it's going to pan out in other areas of your life. Equally, when you're talking negatively about yourself, it is going to show up in other areas of your life. And, uh, and that's it all begins with us and it all filters out somewhere. Yes, yes. And when you say stuff like that, like eh, it's OK or, or whatever, you're putting limits on yourself and your ability. Yep. And then that's rolling over onto your child and then they start putting limits on themselves. And really, you should just say anything's possible. Everything's mm -hmm. possible. Yeah. And and instill that in your child. So they truly believe yeah. I can do yeah. anything I want to, no matter how old I am. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you might have some people do actually that, that watch this and they say, oh, you know, well, that's just a nice phrase. Anything's possible. What if I told you it actually was? This isn't on our segment list, by the way, folks, but this is important because we create our lives with every single thought that we have. So the secret actually to becoming a great artist, a great author, a great actor, a mathematician, whatever you want to be, figure out what you want to do and then work backwards to figure out the steps that you need to do in order to get there. And it literally is possible. How do I know this? Because thousands of people have done it before. So it must be possible somewhere. And if you can think it, then logically you could do it. If a house was thought and it's been built, then that came, you know, that at one point in time seemed like the impossible. Then the Empire State Building seemed impossible. Then the Taj Mahal seemed impossible. You know, all of these, but then they were accomplished. And all of a sudden it's like, wait, it's not impossible. This actually is possible. It just takes sticking with it. That's, that's another area of discipline. Um, but that's, that's a topic for another time, I'm sure. I know, so, I'm like, we could go a whole hour on that. <laughs> very easily. But, uh, but all, all disciplines that you do and, uh, or don't do, they all will affect you in some way for sure. Um, and it is important, you know, because the only limitations that you have genuinely are the limitations you put upon yourself. So true. So true. And I don't know about you, John, but I don't have no limits. No. Um, and my munchkin don't either. And we just want to encourage everybody to remove those limits because they're not necessary Definitely. at all. Definitely. And I think a lot of the limits that come are a result, again, of what society says, what family says and everything. Um, you know, again, conversation earlier on today, having the same thought. I was asked, you know, why or how did I start writing a book? I said, literally, I woke up one day. And I sat down and within 11 days, I had an entire first draft done of, uh, of a book, you know, and it was it's, it's literally making that decision and then taking action. Those are really, really important things. We're giving you guys a lot of action steps today, but, uh, but and that's what we want to do, you know, but it's, it's important to take action once you've got that idea and to stick with it. Those are the, probably the three biggest things I can, uh, I can you know, uh, hope that people will take away from, from this today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, take action. But 
even to add to that, take proper action. Yes. Because there is completely incorrect action to take and you don't want to go that route. <laughs> Definitely. You want something that's going to take you closer to your goal, not further away from it. Amen. <laughs> sure, before we wrap up the show today, I have had a blast today. Is there anything else that you want to add before we finish up for today's episode? Sorry, I froze again. <laughs> oh, there we go. Let's try that again. Is yes, there anything please. that you want to add uh, before we wrap up today's episode? Mm. You know, I think the the only thing that I really want to say, first of all, is thank you. I've had a blast Pleasure. and I always love, love getting to chat and I've learned stuff today. So I know that everybody else has, but to everybody this, this week, love your child, listen to them and adapt to how the world mm. is changing because they're in this world. They're not 15 years ago, 20 yeah. years yeah. ago when we were. And so it's different on how you have to approach things. And if you're not certain about what we said about how words are powerful, I am. I would love for you to go and test that theory this week mm. and test it on something positive, of course, nothing negative. But don't just do it by yourself. Do it with your child so y'all can learn that experience together. I think that's really, really important for sure. And, uh, you know, again, the, our entire world is always in transition. You know, it, nothing is ever going to stay the same no matter how much we want it to. And uh, it, it is important that you realize that. And like I said earlier on, you know, have a mind that's open to everything and really closed off to nothing because you never know you know, what is going to come your way and uh, equally what opportunities are going to come your way. So folks, that's going to do it from us today, from Joe and myself. As always, don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Tell a friend because it could be the very thing that they need to hear in their hour of darkness. If you're struggling right now and you don't know how to get from where you are to where you want to be, come and visit us at thebattlesweallface.com. We have got multiple options that are there, whether it be coaching, whether it be even courses that you can do with your son or daughter, loved ones, all of that kind of stuff, and even stuff you can do as a family. And we are always here to help. So until next week, we want to thank you for watching. And uh, stay safe, stay feisty, and um, keep on going. And we'll catch you same time, same place next week. Take care.